0: However you're tuning in or wherever you are, it's my prayer that what you hear helps you to love God, His Word, His Spirit, His Church, and the people you interact with each and every day. Thanks again for listening, and may the grace of God fill your heart as you listen to the following message. As we've seen what's kind of developing in the world uh, in the last week or two, I know we talked about last Friday when we did our school of prayer just the development in Israel and just a lot going on in the world and I've been thinking a lot been feeling a lot and just like Lord how can I how can I best respond to the moment we're in right now and just trying to hear his voice like Lord how can I and how can I help others really just you know what can we do as a church or as a as a as a praying people in central Illinois to be faithful to what's happening in the world. And I just felt like he said, watch and pray. It's the, it's the, the timeless words. And so anyway, that's the title of the message tonight, is, is the timeless charge to watch and pray. The timeless charge to watch and pray. So I want to just talk about this for a moment. But that phrase comes up a couple of times in the Gospels, and so I just want to break down a couple of those meanings. So, what I had said a couple of weeks ago is that we were going to go over our prophetic history here at House of Prayer and just kind of tell some stories. But I, I wanted to just take a moment to, to pause on that and just talk about what's kind of unfolding in the world and how we can um, how we can respond. Um, just to as a as a. To be open and honest, I'm, I'm really concerned about where we are at um, as far as, um, you know, we see this escalation of terrorism in the Middle East. Hamas attacks Israel, and I, I, don't, I, I don't sense that like a lot of the church that I'm connected to really sees how serious that is. And uh, so, you know, the statistics are that that was the most Jews killed in a single day since the Holocaust ended. And that was, you know, 1945. And so that's really in, intense. And so we grieve that, that happening. It was, and, and I'm, I'm assuming you guys know what I'm talking about, <laughs> um, it's all over the news. But then, so. There's so many, you know, so then now many Palestinian Arabs have been killed and many of the strikes, so that's now approaching thousands of people. And it's just heartbreaking. And you see now, so now there's increasing tensions in northern Israel, not just southern Israel and Gaza, but in uh, northern Israel, uh, Hezbollah is weighing in and, and various nations are weighing in. And America, so President Biden goes out there and this, this is not going to be completely a political uh, thing tonight, but I'm just trying to give you just, my heart is like, oh, I feel this. And so, you know, the president visits uh, earlier this week, I think it was um, yesterday or Wednesday, uh, President uh, Biden went to visit uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu. They talk about, you know, please, you know, uh, you know, what, what presidents talk about and, and, and what not. And obviously we don't want war, but it, it's looming. It's looming, and I feel the weight of kind of what's happening. But really what, what really grieves me on top of all this is just the amount of just full-blown hatred that's been kind of part of the national discussion all of a sudden. A lot of anti-Semitism, a lot of sympathy for terrorists, saying that was justified because Israel has mistreated the Palestinians. So what Hamas did was decolonializing the country. And and just, just like overnight seemingly on college campuses, they even stormed into the Capitol building. And it's like overnight, they're just like all over America. I mean, I'm not even talking about the rest of the world, although it's happening all over the world. But you see college professors, you see uh, on, on campuses, pro-Hamas language, pro-terrorism. And it's just like, what is our country doing? And so there's just like, oh, my heart is so grieved on like so many levels. And there's so many directions we could take our, our thoughts and our emotions but I feel like what wisdom is, is Jesus is saying, now respond like I would. Say what I would say. Because and, and this is just the stirring of the pot. It will boil over. And again, I don't try to be some over-the-top alarmist or anything, but this is going to escalate to another world war at some point. It will happen. It is a matter of time. I, I believe it's sooner than later. I believe it's years, not decades. It's just going to happen. And uh, I have a number of reasons why. And, and trusted people that I, that I know have a, have a pretty good grasp on, on this. It's, they're talking about this same thing as well. But no matter what's coming, whether it's wartime or peacetime, my concern is how do I respond like Jesus would? How do I help people respond like Jesus would? And this is what he says. He says in Mark 13, 27-37. Well, he says it three times in the Gospels. On that day, or of that day, no one knows. So he's talking about the last days when Jesus comes back. Of that day, no one knows. Not even the angels in heaven nor the Son, excuse me, but only the Father. Take heed, watch and pray for you do not know when the time is. It is like a man going to a far country who left his house and gave authority to his servants and to each his work and commanded the doorkeeper to watch. Watch therefore, for you do not know when the master of the house is coming, in the evening, at midnight, at the crowing of the rooster, or in the morning. Lest coming suddenly he find you sleeping, and what I say to you, I say to all, watch. So there's these three charges in the Gospels where he says to his disciples guys pay attention there's something coming that you just are not prepared for what's interesting where he's actually warning them from sleeping and they had just fallen asleep so he's giving in in Matthew 26 and Mark 14 this is in Gethsemane this is hours before the crucifixion and so all the guys are there praying with them, you know and and they have no clue what's about to happen—not a clue. And sorry, I'm trying not to get behind the the uh, <laughs> the phone here, Rachel. Sorry, I'm kind of at a weird angle. So here, maybe if I just move over here, there we go. I don't even know if the uh, if the video's seeing me right now, but uh, so just just imagine. So I'm going to try to just briefly put us back in that scenario so so there's these young apostles they follow the Lord for three years they don't really understand what's happening but in a in a matter of hours Jesus is going to be crucified and they will all flee him Peter will deny him and Judas will permanently betray him and take his own life and they have no clue not a clue they're still like what is happening like every time something happens that Jesus does they're scratching their head they they are unaware of the gravity that is hovering over them that is a that is a literally it's not days away it's hours away and so they're just kind of like we don't get what's going on and then boom The hardest season of their life just happens just like that. They take Jesus, Jesus is marched to the Sanhedrin, He is convicted of blasphemy, and they put Him on a cross, and He dies. And and the guys that followed Him who thought, this is the King, they are completely bewildered, and they are thrown into a tailspin of epic proportions, literally of biblical proportions, (laughs) Uh, no pun intended there. And, and he had just been talking about, guys, you have to watch, you have to pray, there is a heavy, there is a, this is serious, and, and so kind of the, the offense of it is, is you know, we could in, in hindsight say, well, Jesus, why didn't you just tell him clearly, and he could say to us, I tried for three years but there's some things you only get in prayer there's only some things just don't register until you really engage in prayer and a similar season i believe is unfolding right now and it is a very grave season and i think we are stepping into a history shifting type of season where everything will change and I think what the Lord is saying is you're going to start to see wars and rumors of wars more and more. We do what Jesus says. We're not going to just go all the way down into the rabbit hole of worry and get paralyzed and afraid and hide. Jesus is saying, respond in prayer. That is the only way forward for the church right now is respond. Pay attention to what's happening and talk to me about it, talk to Jesus about it, because that will free the heart. That will instill courage in us. That will, make, that will cause us to be spiritually vibrant in a time where everybody's going to be asking, like, what is happening? And we're going to be those who are right there going, the world's turning upside down, but Jesus is in charge of it, and He wants to have a relationship with you. And so there is a lot that I want to say about this, but I'm going to kind of blitz through it pretty quickly. But uh, I, I think the one takeaway is, is watch and pray. Don't just watch. Watch and pray. Because a lot of people are seeing, you know, there's two ditches, I have it written right here, this is number, number three, letter B, there's two ditches that, that, that people head into. Some people are saying, well, I just, I don't even care what's going on. I'm just like, I don't even want to bother with it. And so they put their head in the sand and they just hope it works out. Well, that, 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 there's so much fear that is, you know, involved in that. And if we stick our head in the sand, we cannot help people. There's just no helping anyone if we're just completely disconnected from what's happening. But if we do pay attention, and, and, and I'm not talking about we're just watching the news. I'm talking about we're, we're aware of what's happening in the world, but we're talking to Jesus about it. And so we have perspective and insight and spiritual awareness that isn't in the national conversation. When we watch what's happening and we're praying, there is, there is a revelation, there is a, a, a perspective we get from the heart of God that we can then share with others We'll, well, first of all, carry in our own heart, but then share with others. That helps them, because when when there is not just a declaration of war between Russia and Ukraine or Israel and Hamas, but when it's world war, everybody is going to need something to hold on to to get them through it. Because world wars don't they don't end in a minute; they take years. And so, life as we know it, once world war has has been declared <laughs> again, I'm know this is pretty intense, but once we start. Tiptoeing toward that, and it happens. Everything shifts, and so we have to begin to prepare ourselves right now for that. For that. uh, For that hour. I think it's coming sooner than later. Excuse me. So we must be watching. We must be praying. Again, um, let me say this, because this. uh, uh, I, this lives in my brain every day of my life. So when I say things, and feel free to ask questions, and we'll talk about more of this later. But when the enemy steps into, like when when Satan steps into the earth in a very overt way, it always involves Israel. It always that's 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 his ground zero. It's Jesus's ground zero. And it's Satan's ground zero. So when you see hostility just begin to get inflamed, you see this demonic rage against innocent children and el- some of the people that are in uh, captivity right now in in Gaza were Holocaust survivors. I mean, just imagine the warped, demonic sp- that like. So they take children and women and and they do very very very. Uh, you know, brutal things to them, and they put many of them in captivity. When you start to see that kind of, you know, uh, that's the hallmark, that is Satan himself just breathing on the embers of hatred in that, in that conflict that's always kind of there, but then he just speaks accusation and he just kind of breathes his... And, and it, you can see it reverberating all over the earth because he stirs up this war and then you got people all over the world clashing and accusing this side and the other and it's just like this inflamed thing. You know for sure Satan has entered the conversation. But here's the good news, Christ has an answer. <laughs> and he's going to speak. But guess who he speaks through? He speaks through the church. And if the church is... is wound up in this wrong narrative, and we're not responding in prayer, we won't have His heart, and we won't be able to say to the people around us, here's what God's really doing. Yes, that's terrible. Yes, this is happening. Yes, this person is this. But Jesus is alive. And He wants relationship with you. And He will save you from your sins. And He will rescue you. and He'll heal your body. And He'll give you the assurance of eternal life and there's a whole other conversation he wants us wrapped up in. And and so the enemy is you know he's been doing it for a couple years. He's been unleashing wave after wave. God's about to step into things and he he really will. And I will say this, I'm not trying to make this super political, but when when the God of Israel steps in, he crushes the devil. And he will what Paul said, the God of uh, peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. He will have his say, and it will be effective. And I, jo- I just want to be saying what he's saying, doing what he's doing, believing what he's believing. Here comes the cavalry. They're coming. I can hear that. <laughs> That's Zeke. His little shine, little, little light-up uh, sandals. They're coming. So we don't want to be in the one ditch of not watching. We don't want to be in the other ditch of not praying. We want to be those who watch and pray. Hey, guys. Hello, hello. Now, just real quick, and then, uh, again, I don't want to go much past 8 o'clock, so we can kind of keep it to about a half hour, and then we'll pray. We have this incredible opportunity uh, with the technology we have these days we have the ability to see things in real time. We can go on YouTube, we can go on um, the internet, our smartphone, whatever, even though I know we just talked about <laughs> Don't be glued to it. But what if, what if in the in the sovereign plan of God, if we put our Jesus eyeglasses on, what if all these tools, what if one of the reasons God gave this generation all this was so that we could, we could have data to pray in real time. I mean, just think about 50 years ago when a war would start, we would have no idea who was a hostage for maybe weeks or months. Now we know that day. We see videos. We know within hours what's going on. I mean, we, some of these things, we're watching them live you know when they had the debate over who shot the rocket into the hospital and they kind of both sides were like, well, let's go to the video footage and listen to the phone calls and they, dis- they deciphered it was not Israel that shot that rocket. It was someone from Gaza from one of the terrorist regimes. They, they confirmed that. It's very clear now because there's so much uh, video uh, and access to technology and it's only going to get more high-tech with artificial intelligence, with devices going all over the world. What, I, what I'm saying is we have access to information and Jesus is saying, don't just watch it. Watch it and pray through it. Talk to me about it. And literally, I mean, because again, 50 years ago, we would have no idea what's even happening. But I got information... Uh, I, I did some research because God touched my heart for these hostages. Because you got to pick something to care about. Some people go, "Whoa, what about this and that?" Well, you go care about that. I can't care about everything in the world, so I'm going to pick the hostages. That's what I'm going to choose to care about. There's 200 hostages from 30 nations. 20 of them are Americans, and I'm going to pray like crazy. And we just found out today, two of them were released, two Americans. To me, that's called a win. And people will go, "Oh, that's what happens." And blah blah blah. No. I prayed and God answered my prayers. And I know a lot of other people were praying, but that's intelligence, intercessory intelligence. You get to this access of this information, and we say, God, you know they're there, but I know they're there now, so I'm going to talk to you about this. Lord, have mercy. These these Holocaust survivors in America, and God doesn't care whether they're this or that, but I do, but <laughs> but I'm like, you know, he, he doesn't... the he is not a respecter of persons. He cares about all 200 of those people. He cares about every Palestinian, every Jew. He wants every terrorist to be saved. He gets all the layers of complexity way more than we do. But so I'm just taking this posture Lord, save people, end wars. Uh, Lord, get hostages out. And, and yet, he knows way more than me. So, you know, he, he's going to give us insight. But some people think, well, if the war starts, then we lost. Uh, let's not do anything and just. No, we keep praying. If there's war, we pray all through the war, and God does miracles all through the war. Yes, many people die, but some people are touched when we pray. Uh, there are many, many men of God who wrote books of how they prayed during uh, previous wars, and God answered those prayers and gave. You know, so we'll get into that in the coming weeks and months. We want to be like those old school men and women who didn't put their head in the sand just because there's world war. We want to spare lives. Our prayers can literally spare lives. They can open prison doors. They can blind the enemy so they can't see the good guys. And all kinds of stuff can happen if we pray. And that's why we pray for Brother Jake and Brother Kyle, who are both um, right now uh, actively working in the military. Uh, those are sons of the house, or uh, young men who we have a good relationship with. Here, um, so that's my little bit. I call it intercessory intelligence. All the stuff we have access to, and I'm not spending all day on the news. That no way, <laughs> you know. We just talked about you can't. Your brain can't handle that. But I, 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 I put my, I, I know enough to get what's going on, like every day, and then I just pray. I get my assignment. I get my intelligence. And sometimes, you know, I spend a little too much time on that. But the goal isn't to just be 24 7 news going through our brain. We check in. We get what's going on. Maybe some nuance here. And then we just say, Father, get, release more hostages. Please, Lord, have mercy. Open prison doors. S- tenderize the hearts of terrorists. Let them get saved. Uh, you just never know. Because these are really, honestly, it's hard for us to imagine this, but the people on that side really think they're doing good. It's really weird to think that way. Hamas terrorists really think they're serving God. It's crazy to think that. But a lot of them, it's it's sincere. They really think that's the way of salvation. And we obviously have a different gospel, but when you look at it that way, you kind of go, you know what? They've got the sincerity right but it's the wrong team. <laughs> and it's the same thing with with Saul of Tarsus. Saul of Tarsus was like, I love you, God, so I'm going to persecute Christians. And Jesus was like, let me blow you up so you see right now. And he did. He just, boom, he just, on that road to Damascus, just blew him up because Saul of Tarsus was what we call an extremist. He was wanting to murder Christians. He was persecuting, dragging them out of their house, just like what Hamas did. But, but he met Jesus. And that's what our message is Jesus. We want to pray that Jesus touches every single one of these people. And I get that it's complex because God has also ordained the state to respond, the nation state to respond to evil. That is biblical. And so there's many layers that we have to be conscious of. And, but that's the whole watch and pray thing. We want to engage in the world and engage in our nation and engage in, in local activities. Like when I see murders happening in Peoria that's an assignment I just had uh, police chief Ekavaria. he was here we were praying with him we were asking Lord touch you know move and so we we, we we engage at the local level national international you know global and you know Israel is like the apple of God's eye so that's a major assignment but you know when there's earthquakes in Afghanistan or whatever's going on Lord have mercy rescue people. You know, break people out of the rubble. I just want to encourage you, see the world that way. Because more often than not, God will use you in prayer. And 99.9% of the time, we will not know if it worked until we talk to Jesus in heaven. But I assure you, there will be many like, you prayed and I did this and you never knew, but it happened. Prayer is a faith ministry. So we want to watch and pray. To We want to stay alert ourselves. We don't want to be caught off guard. And I do want to say this. Many Christians are asleep and they don't know how severe it's In a minute, it's going to be very serious. Because when world war happens, everybody's going to be like, oh my gosh, what do I do? <laughs> and Jesus say, well, you should have had a history in me for like the last 30 years, but now let's get serious. This is What's coming is going to catch a lot of people off guard, so it's good now. Let's rededicate ourselves. Let's get all in and not mess around with, you know, should I be in the world a little? Should I be in the church? No, no, no. Let's be all in for Jesus completely to the end. Come what may. We um, we sometimes think like, oh, those disciples didn't know, but we'll know. Will we though? All 12 of them were personally discipled by Jesus Himself, and all of them left Him temporarily. Peter denied Jesus, Judas permanently. The Bible called him the son of perdition. I can't even imagine something more terrifying. Judas interacted with Jesus for three years. And I do think this is serious. I think that if if we trivialize this generation, we will find ourselves in a lot of trouble. And I say this to myself: I want the fear of God to touch me in a new way, so that I, I just I'm all in. I I really, you know, you guys remember the verse where it said, you know, Paul listed off like all the things that have happened to him. He's like, I've been beaten and stoned and left for dead, and then like he says, but the thing that comes upon me every day is my concern for the churches, my deep concern, my love. and, and I get that a little bit because i know that there's so much of the church that doesn't even think this is real what i'm talking about i just have no grid for like living through more war because we've been in so much peace for so long and it's coming it really is a world war is coming it's not fake <laughs> it's it's coming in our generation and i think it's years not decades that's just i'm going with that because we need to be prepared we must, we must take seriously what is on the horizon. Um, now think about this. Let's say things get testier. Let's say things get harder. Let's say war begins to escalate and people begin to ask you questions. What do you think? What's going on? I thought, my pastor told me this stuff wouldn't happen and all these conversations are going to come out in coffee shops and among friends i don't believe in tribulation cuz my i read in this bible study once we're not going to go through tribulation all the all the cracks in everyone's theologies all of a sudden it's going to be very real and we want to have answers for them we want to be able to point them to no we you know i am sure that that person was well meaning or that bible study you know was really good but the Bible guarantees nothing. The Bible doesn't guarantee us of a great American life. The Bible doesn't guarantee us that we'll be pain-free. The Bible doesn't guarantee us that we won't go through tribulation and trial. It certainly doesn't. Life will happen to all of us. But, but there's good news in that. Jesus is alive. And He can take us and lead us through anything. I mean, we have like so much history of Jesus leading the Jewish people and leading the early church through so much. Surely, He has not forgotten us and He's not forsaken us. He will lead us through that. So, there's a lot of reasons we want to watch and pray, but ultimately, it's what Jesus told us to do. We want to be, we want to be faithful followers of Christ. Peacetime, wartime, things are good, things are bad. We want to be faithful followers. Now, I, I I see myself in Peter a lot. Peter was the guy who was like, "I'll never betray you, Lord. Rebuke you for saying that it's going to be bad." And and Jesus is like, "Look, you're going to betray. You're going to, You will deny me." And Peter's like, "No." Sometimes we just have to admit we were wrong. And now we're going to go follow Jesus from here on out. And um, I think a lot of people are going to have to do that because the pressure is going to increase. Hi, family. We need each other, don't we? No. (laughs) All right. Um, so what we'll do is we'll end there, and then we're just gonna, Mandy, we'll just do a little bit of a, you know, group prayer time here. Can we do that? Thank you for taking them to the park. I appreciate that. I was wondering if you guys were coming, <laughs> but if we have any questions or uh, just specific things to pray through, we'll just do that right here. We'll kind of just get in a little group, and any of the kids feel free to come up. But that was kind of my main burden tonight. We'll touch on aspects of that in uh, you know some Fridays to come, but just wanted to urge us to let's obey the Lord. Let's keep watching, paying attention to what's happening, and just keep praying every day um, in in obedience to those words. Watch and pray, Amen. Well, Heavenly Father, we thank you for your Word, Jesus. Thank you for your wisdom. To be those who watch, those who watch and pray those who are aware of what's unfolding in the world aware of what's unfolding in the redemptive timeline and seek to pursue you and seek to engage with what's going on prayerfully. help us lord help us to be those kinds of believers in this hour in jesus mighty name amen for more messages like this one, please visit our online teaching library at gphop.org teachings. If you found this free material helpful in your walk with God, please prayerfully consider a generous donation. To give, please visit gphop.org donate. That's gphop.org donate. Thank you and may the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you today.